Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to New Jersey's Education Forum, a blog talk radio show sponsored by New Jersey School Board Association dedicated to bringing state leaders and the most current education issues to local board members and others in the education community. As is the design of this show, we hope that the communication is not just one way, and we encourage you all to call and ask questions. My name is Ray Penning, and I will be your host for this afternoon. First, uh, to let you know a couple things, we will not be using the chat room function of this show today. If you are interested in calling, a few things you should know. One, the phone number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four. And when you are ready to make a comment or ask a question, just press one, and that will indicate in my switchboard that you are ready to comment or ask a question. Uh, another note on my switchboard, it does not indicate the name of the caller, but just the phone number. So I will identify you by your area code in the last four digits of your phone number. So I hope you all remember your phone number. Also, if you are on the phone. I will ask you to turn down the volume on your computer and only listen on the phone since there will be a delay and it is a bit confusing. And finally, I will not be taking callers right away, but Dr. Zakowski and I will have a, a conversation for about 15 or 20 minutes or so, uh, and then we'll take questions later on. This afternoon, our topic is changing the way we evaluate teachers. The focus of this discussion will be on the Education Effectiveness Task Force. On October 28th, through Executive Order Number 42, the Governor created the task force. The task before the task force is a difficult one. Let me read an excerpt from the Executive Order. Whereas, in order to improve the state's method of assessing its teachers and school leaders and ensure that they are effectively educating our children, a task force composed of a broad range of education practitioners and experts should be established to explore evaluation models and recommend a statewide evaluation system that will inform decisions about various school personnel policies, including professional development, promotion, compensation, merit-based bonuses, tenure, and reductions in force and separations. Wow, that is a tough assignment. And by the way, they have to finish by March 1st. We are fortunate to have with us the chair of this task force, and that's Brian, Dr. Brian Zakowski. Dr. Zakowski, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Um, before we start, um, I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your background in education. Okay, Mr. Penny, I, I was a, a history teacher uh, at a high school level, history teacher, before I became a, an administrator. I served as an athletic director, vice principal, principal, and, and superintendent. I've been a superintendent of North Brunswick Township public schools since 2007, and I've been a superintendent going on my 12th year. Okay, so you've been at almost every level of uh, education. Um, what was your reaction when the governor called, or I'm not sure how, who called, 
and asked you to, to chair this uh, task force. Well, my initial reaction was um, uh, one of appreciation that the governor would consider uh, including a superintendent on this very uh, important um, work for this task force, and um, it certainly was um, something I was interested in because it focused on teaching and learning. Okay, and what do you see as the major – I read the charge, and I don't think you need to go through all that, but uh, what do you see as the major focus in charge of this task force? Well, first thing I would like to do is clear up the charge and uh, the, um, the the results of uh, finishing an evaluation system or recommending an evaluation system. The charge isn't for us to deal with tenure, merit pay, uh, removal of staff, teachers, things like that. Our charge is to get something in place so teachers could be effectively and fairly measured so when issues like tenure, merit pay are addressed, there's a level of confidence that there's, some, there's an instrument out there that will assist districts, uh, state department, and um, educators uh, alike to address these very difficult topics. So uh, one of my later questions, and I'll take it out. So th this task force really will not be touching on the issue of tenure uh, directly anyway. You will be touching more on the, the evaluation models for teachers. Right, the, the process and the instrument of, of um, fairly and actually measuring the impact of a teacher, the effectiveness of a teacher on the learning environment, of which within the um, the executive order, we have to consider, and it's a it's a requirement of our charge. Fifty percent of the evaluation system must include student achievement. Oh, that's uh, um, and will you have the will the task force have like the latitude to to define what is student achievement? I would assume that might be a little difficult, more difficult in certain subjects than others. Well, that that's one of the major stumbling blocks or roadblocks or or uh, what we like to say is. Um, you know, uh, stumbling blocks to implementation because um, there are it is a series of um, uh, complexities that one has to consider when we look at teachers uh, and evaluation. Some are easy quantifiable in a, in a public's mind where teachers are teaching and there's an assessment and there's formative assessments at the local level, but um, we can't for, we must not forget there's outcome-based uh, staff. Uh, um, uh, classes and subject areas where the teachers are based on student growth uh, from the time, you know, during their uh, year together or their marking period together, such as physical education or, phys uh, or the, some of the fine arts programs. So uh, it's, that is a, is a roadblock to our implementation recommendations. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the word growth. Um, so uh, it wouldn't be like one test uh, measuring all teachers, it would be the, how they uh, improve the, the growth of their students that are under their care would be at least the goal. I, I, don't, I don't think there's course. anyone on the task force who was interviewed prior to even being formally named on the ta uh, on, to serve on the task force or anybody in education for that matter who thinks one high-stakes assessment could be uh, an accurate measurement of achievement for any student. Okay. In fact, we're, we've gone at it the state has gone out of their way, the local media has gone out of their way to take this diagnostic tool and use it as a uh, form of comparison and and to uh, belittle some districts, to criticize other districts 
or complement some others. And it's a very inaccurate measure of what's the, uh, what is really student achievement and then what students are doing. So we're definitely going to look at multiple measures and how to uh, ascertain a baseline growth, uh, you know, a, a level so we can determine where if the student is growing and learning and there is an impact of the teacher in a positive or negative way. Okay, so uh, there's some fear out there among some, uh, particularly the teachers, that there'll be one test uh, and they'll be measured good or bad as to the results of that test, and you're looking at more than that. So they, should be, they shouldn't be too concerned about that. Now, a, a high-stakes test right now that we have in New Jersey isn't even a good diagnostic tool at this point uh, because of the timeliness of, from uh, how we receive the data. Uh, you know, it's, if you're truly going to measure and accurately adjust your teaching strategies and uh, give good feedback to the teacher within the classroom, one has to do ongoing assessments and has to be timely in, it, in the feedback. So it, 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 it wouldn't be my recommendation to use one, <laughs> one high-stakes test to, uh, to, um, uh, to measure a teacher's effectiveness. And by that, Matt, and by saying that, um, that would eliminate 85, 90% of the teachers <laughs> because we, uh, only, we only test in the language arts and the mathematics at this point and okay. science as well. So a roadblock would be to all those teachers, even if you that don't have uh, tests right now. So you have to come up with a method for them, not by March 1st. Right. So, um, no, and that, that's the other, the other thing in charge. March 1st is the deadline for the recommendations being presented to the governor. In the Executive Order 42, it clearly states that, um, that the, the effectiveness evaluation framework is due to the governor no later than March 1st, but thereafter the task force will continue to meet as needed to continue to review and revise, if necessary, the recommendations following the receipt of comments from the public stakeholders and the State Board of Education. Um, and it will be pursuant to a schedule to be developed by the department. Um, so, you know, when, we, when the recommendations are given to the governor and the department and the new commissioner, I imagine, looks and examines and, and it's put out for public comment, certainly I imagine there will be some review and, and uh, revision and, and maybe even a, uh, a process for piloting such a uh, new instrument. So what you're saying is March 1st is not like uh, the final version of what you're recommending. It, it almost seems like a starting point uh, for the discussion. Right. We're, we're hoping to give some, uh, something of substance to the governor by that at that time. Uh, but uh, many many states have been working on models such as uh, described in Executive Order 42, and if you look at some of the re their research and their, their um, writings, it's clearly they, they, were, they have done this over a period of uh, uh, one to two years to get it, uh, to kind of put it into policy. Um, I had, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, concern from some people in the education community, uh, particularly of the NJA, but uh, there's a, uh, other groups that they're not represented on the task force. Uh, do you think, uh, I know there's a teacher on the task force, uh, do you think that uh, that will hinder the work of the task force, not having some every group represented? 
Uh, first of all, I've been asked that question many times uh, by the press, and my, my uh, I'm very happy with as chairman that I have not only a, a teacher, but a retired teacher, a former NJEA uh, member. So, but it really is important to me whether they're AFT or NJEA. Uh, feedback and uh, input from a teacher, a practitioner, is really the important part of the uh, of the. Uh, workings of the task force that we have that uh, critical eye from a practitioner that's in the classroom currently and that was in the classroom for more than 30 years uh, prior to retiring. So that that hasn't been accurately reported uh, because I, I don't think it's important in terms of what our work, the level what we have to do, what we have to present to the governor. Uh, we're more worried about getting that uh, feedback and accurate uh, uh, discussion and accurate um, input from people that served in the classroom and are serving now in the classroom. So um, I, I really don't have a comment one way or other. To me, the teachers are the teachers, and the, the, rep, the union representation is another matter, and not one for, not, not one for my consideration. Okay. Um, if uh, And I've heard from some teachers they're concerned about the fairness of a system. Is that a, a goal of this? It sounded like you said earlier in the when you first came on that you want a system that's fair, more than almost more well, than anything well, else. I can, I emphatically state that it, we have to be fair to the children, and we have to be fair to the teachers because they're the critical components inside a classroom, the learning environment, content, teaching, and learning. So that means teacher, student, and the curriculum. That they're the three components that make up the instructional core. For To say that uh, administrator does not want to be fair or we do not want to endeavor to create a fair system, uh, I think is, is absolutely uh, misrepresenting what the, I think the governor had in mind and what uh, certainly uh, this task force has been working towards. So to go, to take it one step further, um, we think the current system isn't fair to staff members. When I say we, many of my colleagues not on the task force, many educational evaluators, many administrators who evaluate, because it, the studies one after another show that teachers have been getting high grades, good teachers, bad teachers, successful schools, failing schools, and it's rampant across the state. So I don't think that's a teaching issue. It's really an administrative issue, evaluating issue. So... Um, I think we have to uh, create a process and a system that we owe it to the teachers, a fair system, so that the good ones can get better and, and teachers that are struggling can get, um, improve in a systemic method where they're using professional development tied into their uh, daily work as a teacher to improve the learning in that class in a particular classroom. So yes, I, we certainly endeavor to have a uh, fair system. Uh, to say that anybody would endeavor not to be fair, um, you know, you're going to fail before you get started. Uh, it was interesting that you brought that up because I was at a Senate Education Committee meeting and they discussed tenure and and how to change tenure and reform it. Uh, but really, to do that, you have to have a good system of value, evaluation. So, would you agree that the consensus among uh, hello? Um, yes. Yeah, with the consensus among most of the people who testified was that um, um, there was a, a need to change, that the system that we currently have is not working. 
uh, absolutely there's a need to change in education. Maybe sometimes it's good that the ed education changed slowly uh, because there's so many new ideas year in, year out um, within the educational world. However, the area of tenure uh, certainly need, uh, needs to be addressed. It certainly needs to be modified, and um, it, it, it served a, a valuable purpose, but it certainly needs to be looked at, um, and the discussion soon will get, hopefully will change from uh, lifetime jobs, which isn't true for staff members and teachers, and the issue will uh, turn to uh, creating a system where administrators could cultivate excellent teaching and year in and year out through a systemic um, you know, a process that good teachers get better and um, uh, teachers that are struggling have an opportunity and a fair opportunity to demonstrate growth. And if not, then maybe they just it's just not the profession for them. Um, it's a not an easy thing to do to be a quality teacher. Everybody thinks they went to school, so they know how <laughs> to be a good teacher. They know what uh, what's involved into um, in in the uh, aspects of good teaching. And I got to tell you that I, I don't even think uh, many administrators know what good teaching is. We've lost sight of the important part of the classroom, which is uh, the learning environment. Uh, we, we've been measuring teachers for compliance and students for compliance very too long, and you've seen the uh, achievement gap grow in New Jersey. You've seen um, uh, medioc mediocrity become the uh, benchmark. Uh, and, and I don't think it's, it's as much fault as the teachers as it is the entire system and administrators. So we're all guilty, and it is a time to change. And I really believe quality educators throughout New Jersey, and we have many of them, want to change. Administrators, teachers, they want a system that will identify the, the, the very, very good teachers, identify teachers that need to um, uh, improve and what areas they can improve, and... Um, we have to be held accountable to the outcomes. Student outcomes are very, very important. It's the most important thing uh, that a teacher um, and, and a, a school district should be concerned about. What are the students learning? So, um, and how, how uh, effective are the teachers and the staff that impact the learning environment? How effective are they as well? Um, another question would be, uh, has the task force started meeting in how often have you, are you meeting, and uh, we've, how we've long? We've met uh, several occasions. Yeah, we've met several occasions, and um, I think we'll be going in probably an aggressive schedule uh, three to four times a month uh, from here on in before March 1st. Uh, there's a lot of planning that's done online, um, and uh, but we've, we've met several on several occasions, and we've been meeting with... Um, uh, uh, educational officials from outside the state of New Jersey, from other states that uh, have been working on this issue, talk, speaking to them about uh, implementation uh, plans and the development plans and uh, some of the roadblocks and some of the issues, the big issues that they've been running into. Um, and we've also scheduled appointments for local uh, districts to come in here in New Jersey. We have some tremendous, highly successful school districts that uh, have been working on evaluating their staff effectively, fairly, and uh, we certainly want to hear from those uh, leaders and those school districts. So uh, there's not a, um, and that's right in the executive order that, you know, the task force may 
use um, professionals and, and experts inside and outside the state of New Jersey uh, to help shape the discussion, help uh, bring clarity to our mission. So we certainly have been taking advantage of that. So if a school board member, an administrator, or a teacher has some ideas on this issue, is there a way that they can communicate their thoughts and ideas to the task force? Yes. What I would say, if it's if a school board member has a uh, an issue that they, they, a critical issue, and they think it's they they want to be part of a bigger picture. In other words, they think if they think it's an issue that is not just relative relevant to their district, but you know something that may touch many districts across the state of New Jersey, they should really call New Jersey school boards. And I, I will be writing an invitation to the various heads of the school boards, ASA, PSA, NJEA, to um, if they want to uh, give input and, and um, you know write a, pre uh, present something on a white paper, a couple pages, that to uh, to really uh, articulate what that particular specific organization stands for relative to. Uh, measuring effective uh, teaching and learning. Um, so, But if they have a specific question, they certainly uh, can reach out to me and email me, um, and I, do, I would get back to them within a couple of days, as, you know, if I have the answer. So, um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm the superintendent of North Brunswick Township. My email's online uh, on our website, so that's an easy contact. But if there's a bigger paper, a bigger, I mean, a bigger issue, and these organizations want to put forth a white paper uh, to um, represent what they stand for and what this, their organizations value, um, we're certainly going to give uh, those organizations a chance to do that as well. Oh, great! So uh, all the most of the state associations will be asked to bring comments to your task force. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and how has the, the task force members, uh, have you found, uh, has it been a good group to work together with? Because, you know, I know the, I mentioned earlier there were some concerns, but it seems like from your comments the task force has been uh, working pretty collegially. Yeah, we've been, I've been very um, impressed with uh, the focus been very impressed with the intensity of which all the task force members have taken this charge um, uh, very seriously and professionally, and I've been very impressed with the cooperation of the Department of Ed as a resource to help us shape the agenda, help us schedule the meetings. And they've been very, very, very helpful um, in that regard. So, yes, uh, it's a difficult, difficult charge, um, one that will never satisfy everyone, and one that one a charge that some people say they're statistically you'll never be able to uh, create an answer that will uh, you know be the best an accurate measure of effectively measuring the impact of uh, good teaching within the, um, on student learning. Um, however, as you mentioned earlier, and I've agreed that the, the current system. Uh, by not even considering student outcomes and cons considering um, student achievement in evaluation system uh, is not working. You know, so we have to certainly uh, take a look and, and make recommendations for change. So 
There'll never be uh, one recommendation, one size fits all uh, in New Jersey because of the complexities and the uh, large scope of uh, districts across the um, you know state of New Jersey. However, uh, this task force is certainly going to do its best to make recommendations so the governor can um, move forward with his efforts in trying to um, lead change in, in how we measure effective teaching. Uh, in a couple of minutes, uh, I'll be taking some phone calls. I see there's a few people who are listening online. If, if you're listening online, right, I mean on the phone, and you want to make a comment or ask a question, just press 1, and that will indicate to me that you're ready. And as I said before, I will uh, state your zip code, I mean your area code, and also the last four digits. Um, what's been the most, at least from your perspective, I know you probably can't speak for everyone on the task force, what do you think are some of the most difficult issues, I mean the, the diff most difficult issue before the task force, the one that you're grappling with the most so far? Um, without going into too much detail, because uh, you know we've asked all the task force members to keep uh, to, to uh, sign a letter of confidentiality, so we could do the work and respect the executive order uh, and report our findings and our recommendations to the governor. Uh, but I, I think many people outside the task force have identified their concerns with how we're going to accurately measure the impact of teaching. Uh, teachers and effectively uh, evaluate them that are, you know, not the regular classroom teacher or kindergarten teachers or um, phys physical education at the high school, for example, art teachers. Um, you know, it, it's going to be very, very difficult to um, for people to see uh, how you can quantify accurately uh, the impact on student achievement child study team members, guidance counselors, how we're going to utilize, uh, uh, create something that will uh, effectively measure um, their impact on uh, student achievement. And another issue is that we're also looking at um, the impact of administrators, how we evaluate principals and, and, and administrators uh, and their impact on student achievement as well. So this isn't just about teachers. If you look closely into uh, the task force and the executive order 42, it, it does mention about um, looking at um, school leaders' evaluations as well. That's right. I read that in the beginning. Uh, right. That would seem to make sense. Uh, first of all, I, I do agree with you that finding a measurement uh, is not impossible and needs to be done but it's not going to be easy uh, because schools are not, it's not just one teacher in front of one set of students in every building and there's team teachers and classes where it's much more difficult to measure student growth. Um, so your your recommendations, though, as you indicated, would that move on to particularly building principals, I guess, because uh, I think the, the other consensus is that the principal is a, a very important factor in uh, teacher performance. Well, the research is uh, heavily slanted and uh, that, especially the work of Marzano, that school leaders, the actions of school leaders impact student learning and student achievement. So the things that school principals do on a daily basis impact student achievement. And um, so we would be remiss not to include uh, 
looking at something that would uh, at least fairly and effectively uh, capture the impact of a, a of a good principle or a emerging principle or a principle that needs to improve. Um, you know, I, I look at the report on the widget effect, which said 94% of all the teachers were in were given above satisfactory, satisfactory or above rating. <laughs> and uh, people said, how could that be even in failing schools? Well, that's not a teaching issue. That's not a teaching problem. That's an administrative problem. And people were not accurately measuring uh, and, and effectively connecting uh, their recommendations to the teachers so they can... Uh, create a, a growth plan for the teacher and and, and how they can uh, grow as a professional and improve their effectiveness on the uh, learning environment within the classroom. So that, that many of the studies point to the effective leadership uh, as a critical piece and um, certainly to make sure that they identify and understand and create a culture of a common eye of what is effective teaching on the learning environment, not just for themselves, but for their leadership team within that school. So, um, you know, there there is a uh, certainly a, a clear uh, focus on good teaching and learning within the school. Um, in your district, how, you know, as a you're a practitioner and you've been at as you said, a teacher and a principal, did you try to incorporate some of the goals of this committee in your work naturally when you evaluated teachers as a principal or even as how you evaluate principals? Well, that? we did, yes. We, we have a, um, we use the Charlotte Danielson's framework of professional practice as part of our uh, framework of evaluating staff. And um, we are a very, uh, a district that heavily relies on data, and uh, we also uh, give formative assessments, and we've tied data into, um, you know, driving our uh, professional learning communities. We've tied data into uh, evaluating programs. Uh, what we haven't done in our district, and we are endeavoring, we really haven't taken a look at tying individual students to individual teachers. Okay. Uh, we've been looking well, at programs as a whole, using the data to, uh, you know, using the data to make uh, uh, changes and improvements, and uh, using data to shape uh, the direction of the school, help us with predicting, help us with uh, creating formative assessments, um, and trying to keep us in a consistent uh, delivery of the uh, curriculum. However, we have not used that data here, not yet, to say, um, to measure teachers directly at, at, in, on their evaluation. All right, you used it more, uh, for lack of a better term, for like a, a curriculum that we have to work on this, the geometry curriculum, uh, or, or something to that effect, more globally, not individualized. Well, to we also use it as a coaching, for our grade level leaders would look at all the fourth grade data and say, okay, this a particular teacher may uh, uh, want to speak to another fourth grade teacher on how they delivered, uh, how they uh, delivered the um, the uh, the math program, the everyday math. They were struggling with a concept in that. So 
because their children in that particular classroom were not doing as well as they wanted them to do. Um, we looked at the data to help us create our uh, project assist, our project, um, you know, our remediation projects for students that are struggling. We were able to take the data and, and assist them as well. Um, so we, we've systemically used data to help improve our, our instructional program, but we haven't used the data for uh, the evaluation system directly. And has, the, has there been any pushback from the staff on using this data? Oh, no, no. The staff, the, the staff, the only thing the staff ever pushed back was that um, there's so much time necessary to work with data, to communicate with colleagues, and then, of course, uh, go about their day and their responsibilities of teaching, actually teaching the class. So um, we've been, the staff has been very cooperative and uh, very, very uh, focused on using the data. So th there's no complaints there. And for my part, so that you just told me that I'm, I'm guessing now that might be another obstacle for the, the new evaluation is making sure it's not too time consuming using all well, that data. Well, it, it, the the obstacle I, I'm concerned about is effective uh, evaluation is ongoing feedback. It can't be a one-stop shop and then give a couple recommendations, you sign a piece of paper, and you're done. If you're truly going to be an instructional leader, you need to be into the classrooms on a regular basis. However, uh, there are so many, not only unfunded mandates, but uh, what I call them time mandates that come down that uh, instruction, I mean, leaders of buildings, leaders of districts and schools have to do. Um, I'll give you an example. If you have a principal who wants to be an instructional leader, they get one bullying case, and bullying is a very hot topic. They're going to have to do their due diligence. That could take four or five, maybe the whole day, four or five hours or the whole day. One case, because you owe it to that child and you want to do a good job, uh, that takes you away from your instructional leadership. And so the research said you better have a team, middle managers, uh, to help you with this um, this instructional leadership within the building. And as you know, many districts, including North Brunswick, has uh, cut administration and and held uh, the dollar sacred closest to the classroom. So um, there's a contradiction there, and it's a, there's a hurdle as well. All right. Uh, kind of bringing us to the end of the show, is there any other, other points you would like to uh, make on... Uh, the, the work of the task force that maybe uh, any other misconceptions out there that you'd like to uh, alleviate? No, I think we I think we touched I think we touched on it. I, I think the critical one is that this task force isn't um, about tenure and merit pay. We were asked to provide the governor with recommendations about effective how to measure effectively teaching and uh, learning, and and also uh, on, on teachers regarding teachers and school leaders. All the talk about merit pay and tenure, um, that 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 hasn't been our charge. So everybody thinks that this we are we're going to make recommendations about merit pay and tenure and, and, and the like, but that really isn't our charge. What it says in the executive order is that issues like merit pay and tenure need to be addressed, and in order to address them, you need to have a, you have to start with an effective measurement and a fair measurement of uh, 
teaching in the classroom and the impact of that teaching on students. Yeah, I, I think uh, most of us would agree that you can't affect any personnel decisions, actually, for that matter. If you're going to do, do changes, you have to have a fair and effective evaluation model. So this is like the, the building block for any other reform or changes that have to occur. At exactly. This point. Exactly. All right. Exactly. I don't see. I see callers there. If uh, if you want to ask a question, dial one. If not, I'll be uh, ending our show in a couple of minutes. Uh, Dr. Zakowski, I would like to thank you for joining me. Uh, I found it very informative uh, and interesting, uh, and I think you uh, probably uh, put it at ease some of the people who had some concerns with your task force's uh, assignment. Uh, and I also like to, you know, wish you a happy holiday season uh, as, as it comes up. Mr. Penny, likewise, thank you for the opportunity uh, to uh, speak with you and hopefully um, clear up any misconceptions. Um, and I, I do apologize; I can't, I didn't go into specifics, but we are, uh, as a task force, bound to confidentiality till we can get something released to the governor. Well, you know, we'll. we'll, we'll uh, Welcome you back after March 1st uh, when we have uh, something a little bit more concrete uh, to discuss at that time. Okay. Thank okay. you very much, Mr. Penny. All right. Just hold on. Uh, I'd like to thank all you who listened. Uh, New Jersey Education Forum will take a break during the holiday season, and our next show will be Friday, January 7th at 1 p.m., and our topic will be the repercussions and realities of the 2% budget cap. Maybe Dr. Zakowski might want to chime in on that one, too. Our guests will be uh, two school business administrators talking about the, about what fiscal issues and choices school districts will face uh, with the upcoming school budget. Until then, I, I would like to wish you all a happy holiday season and a safe new year. Thank you. Thank you. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.